On this edition of the podcast, we ask questions about these three quarterbacks, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, and Matthew Stafford. Also, are we buying or selling Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. On any given Sunday, mark my word, on any given Sunday, Jameis Winston can win, and he can win large. That guy's got a cannon for an arm. He's talented. How is a guy that's thrown for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 interceptions? Oh, my gosh, I have a nasty taste in my mouth saying because he's the only quarterback that's thrown for over 30 touchdowns and at least 30 interceptions in the season after throwing 5,000 yards. That's why he doesn't have a job right now. Still, I'm buying it. I know those receivers in New Orleans are very excited, too. Get you some fast boys in there, get you some big receivers. And Michael Thomas, I know he's not a burner, but let that, that man's going to go. That man's going to win. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Oenyi. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also do that on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U, channelsports.net. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter as well. Watch us on Afro Vibes TV also. We're all over the place, man. Just check us out. See what we have to offer. I am joined by two incredible co-hosts. Big Low. How are you doing, sir? It's Big Low coming down in H Town. I'm doing great. It's a fantastic day, man. Just here. You know, getting ready to have a good show with you guys. Talking to my people. Absolutely, absolutely. Also joining us. The phenomenal one, Chris. How are you, sir? What's good, y'all? Let's get to it. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. We're going to start with some headlines. It's time for... It's time for... Headlines. Headlines. So one of the most prolific careers in NFL history has come to an end the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, has officially called it a career. He announced his retirement on Instagram with the help of his children, and he did that on the 15th anniversary of his signing with the Saints. Drew Brees retires as the NFL's all-time leader in career passing yards with 80,358, the only quarterback to have thrown for five 5,000-yard seasons, and he ranks second all-time in touchdown passes. More than that, Drews will always be remembered for what he was able to do in the city of New Orleans. I do respect the way he was able to come back from his comments about George Floyd, his apology and all that, but a great, great leader of men. He led the Saints to the NFC Championship game in his first year and won the only Super Bowl in franchise history. Three years later, he was named the MVP of that game, but Drew Brees, a great quarterback, he will be missed in my opinion, the best free agent signing in NFL history. Him, mm-hmm. you think about him, Reggie White, very few players where it's like free agent signing just 
knocked out of the park. So that's salute to him and um, great signing by the New Orleans Saints. To be the, the heartbeat and to be the soul of that franchise and to be well-renowned within that city, within that state, you know, the, the Saints have really allowed and helped the citizens of that state of Louisiana to really overcome, to really help New Orleans overcome Hurricane Katrina. And I think that's just synonymous. Drew Brees, the Saints, and, and, and uh, Hurricane Katrina are just synonymous. And they work together. So he's had a fantastic career, a great career, matter of fact, you know, and, you know, may continue to do good things in his life and in the community. Absolutely. He's going to be moving on actually to the booth. He's going to be calling games for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. So that should be interesting on that side. All right. From one quarterback to another, one Deshaun Watson. He's in a little bit of hot water here. Two civil lawsuits have been filed against Deshaun Watson, alleging inappropriate conduct during massages on two separate occasions by two separate plaintiffs. The first lawsuit, which was filed on this past Tuesday, appeared on the Harris Court District Court's website on Wednesday morning, alleged inappropriate conduct. The incident on the second lawsuit is based on and filed on Wednesday, according to um, another plaintiff. The lawsuits, which were filed by a Houston lawyer here, uh, his name is Tony Busby. This was a Sean Watson's response on Twitter as a result of a social media post by a publicly seeking plaintiff's lawyer. I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint, but I know this. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing the suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this is about the money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Mm. A couple of things with this story. If you don't know who Tony Busby is, he is one of the richest attorneys in the United States of America. Number one. Uh, number two, he's had some questionable things he's done. And some things are a little questionable, like, eh, Tony, you gonna do that? He also ran for the city, uh, for the mayor of the city of Houston. That didn't work out too well for him, but he did. He did have that run, and it also smells a little fishy because guess who Tony Busby lives by? Y'all want to guess who he lives by? Uh, who? Good old cow. Um, unbelievable. <laughs> Are you serious, Chris? I'm serious. Oh, I am very serious crazy. about that. It's, it smells weird. I'm not, First of all, Tony Busby is an attorney and he's a very successful attorney. So I, I don't think he'd file a lawsuit that's completely baseless. At least I hope he wouldn't do that. But this doesn't smell good. Them boys really don't want this man to leave town, man. They're trying to do anything possible to stand his name. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. True or not, you you have to believe wow. that Texas has something to do with this. Oh, like, I mean, true or not, I mean, it, it's the story shall become more, more shall unravel. So we'll keep close attention to what's going on there and, and see what happens from there. All right. The next story we want to talk about is NFL free agency. A lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to talk about all the names that have been signed. I know the New England Patriots have been doing whatever they can to sign players. They have been doing a lot of work in free agency. They're signing um, Hunter Henry, Juno Smith, Nelson Aguilar. This is name a few, but they've been doing a lot of work. Um, a couple notable names. We just talked about the Texans. Tyrod Taylor is going to the Texans. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to the Washington football team. Andy Dalton is a bear. So there's a lot of names moving around in free agency. And there's possibly more names to be moved. A.J. Green is also going to Arizona. So, I mean, oh, man, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. 
I think Patrick Peterson also moved somewhere also. Um, Patrick Peterson's going to the Vikings. Yeah, thank you, Chris. There's a lot of stuff going on right there in the NFL. All right, from football to basketball, we don't talk a lot of college basketball, but the NCAA tournament is going to start soon. It starts March 18th, and then it's going to end off sometime in in April. But uh, you guys have any, any favorites there in the NCAA tournament at all? Man, where do I start? Uh, this is a deep, deep field. You you got to look at Gonzaga at the perfect season. The, the thing about a perfect season is you want to see it, right? So Gonzaga, they have a chance at that. You have a Baylor squad that is loaded, who had a great chance last season prior to the pandemic. And then you look at UH, go Cougs. They're number two seed. They, they haven't had the toughest schedule, but they're a defensive-minded team. If I had to tip the scales at this moment, and I got to go with Gonzaga because they're really loaded, but there are a lot of teams who have great, great uh, uh, players. You think about a team like an Oklahoma State with Cade Cunningham, who's going to be the number one number one draft pick in the, in, in the NBA. It's just dope watching him play because if he just goes off and is absolutely unstoppable in the tournament, you never know what could happen. So real excited for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I'm excited to see those kids out there after their season was canceled last year due to covid um, I'm just excited to see them out there playing some basketball. You just mentioned the Cougars. That's who I'm rooting for in the NCAA t- uh, tournament. I'm also rooting for the Texas Southern Tigers as well to make some noise there if they were able to make it. But very exciting. Those are two things I'm going for. And I'm just glad they're able to play after not having the opportunity to do so last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, I, that's my alma mater, U of H. You know, go Cougs. Let's make it happen. Um, I don't watch a lot of basket, a lot of uh, NCAA basketball, but I know it's definitely a fun time, you know, for everybody, especially those kids, man. So good luck to them. And uh, I need the Cougs to go ahead and bring home championship. Mm. Same thing here. So we go from the college floor and we're going to the backcourt floor. Here is Chris with his backcourt violation new channel sports presents Chris's backcourt violation hey back at it again with the backcourt violation it's my favorite segment of course because it's mine <laughs> uh, backcourt violation goes in two ways first I'm going to give you some hints and then you have about eight seconds to name the player based on the hints that I give you and then I give you the backcourt violator of the show Y'all ready for this? Violator of the show. Let's do it. All right, let's I'm get ready. to it. I'm ready. All right, so I'm going to give you all some hints. Y'all ready for this? I'm going to give you the hints. Uh, if you know who it is, unlike, unlike somebody on this podcast, if you know who it is immediately, just feel free. And I don't care. If you get off one hint, I'm not tripping. All right, so the first hint is this player is one of the gr- best college basketball players of all time. This is, you know, you just talked about the March Madness coming. So this has a little bit of college basketball flair to it. Christian Leitner. That's a good guess. Based on that clue, it's a good guess. What do you got to guess? <laughs> Lowe's looking around. All right. No, no you know, Second, Lowe Lowe just say to do a lot of college basketball, so he, yeah. he might on, not I'm, be. I'm, I'm, let, let me try. I, I'll get Lowe every once he, in a while. He, is he a, a, a Blue Devil? No, I'm going to give you. I'm, I got okay, another go, 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 go. All right. So the second one is he has been to an NBA Finals and the final in college basketball. And the final in college basketball and the NBA final. Hmm. Uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of no, my head right I now. I can't either. Okay, I'll give you the last clue. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This player has also led his college team as a player to the NCAA tournament final and won it. And he's also led his team as a coach 
to the NCAA tournament. Mm. Hmm. Oh. Jalen Rose? No, nah, Jalen Rose was the coach. No, no. Oh, that's right. No, not Jalen Rose. Dang it. And he, he let them just Juwan Howard. Yeah, I'm no, not Juwan Howard. Howard either, though. He, he didn't leave He's anybody. Okay, I'll give, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give it away with this one. It's an extra clue. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. He played for the university and coaching university of Georgetown. Oh, I'm surprised he ain't got this. I really am. <laughs> he played for and coached Georgetown? University of Georgetown. Wow, I do not know who that is, bro. Yeah. It, it's not uh what's the the it's not the main head coach. Okay, Sorry, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Patrick Ewing. I'm surprised y'all didn't get that, man. Oh, sweet. So not Patrick. the head not the head head coach, but one of the coaches. No, he's the head coach of Georgetown right now. He just no, no, no. the NCAA tournament. I thought he said he coached a team in the NBA. No, no, no. I said he uh, led oh, his team to the NBA finals. Oh, I, thought, up, I, thought, I thought you said he coached. My bad, bro. It's all good. That's still a good so one, it's Patrick Ewing. He has, been, he has uh, been to the Final Four three times. Uh, he won one collegiate uh, championship. And he's also been to two NBA finals. And he did not win the NBA finals, but he's been to two of them. Uh, an all-around decorated player. And why am I talking about him? Because it's always a spin with backcourt violation. He's real big on children's charities this is why i'm really big um talking about him 1989 all the blocks that he had he basically used that turned it so each block that he had was a monetary value and he gave that to charity and he's continued to do that even as he's grown he's been a molder of men he has numerous organizations targeting young people so patrick ewing salute to you sir you ready for the backcourt violator of this show Yes, sir. I am ready, sir. But w- one more note on Patrick Ewing, man. They got to let that guy into the stadium that he helped build. Yeah, man. they do. Oh, uh, thank you. They need to build, that man. Gracious, build that man, man a statue, a mural, or something. So that is everybody. A, is, that Jim Dolan? is that Jim Dolan doing crazy stuff again? I don't know, man. But that, that's Bro. a travesty. How are you going to question who that man is? He he helped build that stadium, man. Let that man into there, man. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get that man no, I love it. I love it. Give him the, give him the My backcourt violator of this show is members of the media. All of y'all. So recently, <laughs> James Harden, James Harden was traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And these are some of the things I've heard members of the media say. I didn't know James Harden could blow defense. I didn't know he could pass the basketball. I didn't know that he was an unselfish player. I can't believe he's able to not dribble, 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 and lead his team in assist. Wait, did you not watch when he played for the Houston Rockets? Were you not paying attention? So you say he's an MVP candidate now? Well, let's go back. He's averaging 25 points now. He led the league in assists and was averaging over 28 points. So if you didn't give it to him in that season, how are you saying he's more likely to get it this season? You know, the problem is there is an East Coast bias. Everybody in Houston that says we're a big city but a small market, you've just proved it. All the members of the media who are stunned by the way James Harden is playing, you clearly weren't watching. And for that, all of y'all get the backcourt violator of this show. All, but, all of them? Dang. All of them. Every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> Every single member of the media. I mean, you, you, you got to give some of them some slack, huh, Chris? You got to give the, some. The, the, no, I'm, I'm saying my, I'm, the ones I'm giving it to are the ones who are stunned by this. If you're not stunned by this, I ain't talking about you. Got the, you. The funniest you. one is the one that, oh, I didn't know he could he, he could dribble, 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 dribble. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who you sound like when you made your voice? You, it reminded me of Dave Chappelle a little bit. When he does his little voice, that's what it reminded me of a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, great stuff, Chris, as usual. That was the back court 
Violator in the backcourt violation by Chris. Good stuff, sir. Good stuff. All right, let's get into some football. Let's talk about one Jameis Winston, shall we? He recently signed a one-year deal with the Saints, base salary of $5.5 million, but could be worth up to $12 million in incentives. Are you guys buying or selling Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. On any given Sunday, mark my word, on any given Sunday, Jameis Winston can win, and he can win large. That guy's got a cannon for an arm. He's talented. How's a guy that's thrown for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 interceptions? Oh, my gosh. I have a nasty taste in my mouth just saying that <laughs> because he's the only quarterback <laughs> that's thrown for over 30 touchdowns and at least 30 interceptions in a season after throwing 5,000 yards. That's why he doesn't have a job right now. Still, I'm buying it. I know those receivers in uh, New Orleans are very excited too. Get you some fast boys in there. Get you some big receivers. And Michael Thomas, I know he's not a burner, but let that that man's going to go. That man's going to win. That man's going to catch some balls. He's going to catch a whole lot of balls. Now, hopefully, Drew Brees has dropped a couple of nuggets, at least one or two nuggets that will help propel this guy to stop throwing interceptions. Hopefully, he can stop taking those chances. I think he's got a better offensive line in, in, uh, in New Orleans, um, and I think he'll be able to play probably a little bit more conservatively where he's not taking as many chances as he needs to, uh, as he has to, or he had to when he played for Tampa Bay. But I'm buying it. I think this will be fun. I really like the fact that they brought him back. Mm. So I'm with you 100%. I'm buying this all the way in. If I If I was playing poker, I'd be all in on this. I love it. For all the reasons Lo said, I really don't need to add to it. All, only thing I'll say is I believe in Jameis Winston. If you take away even half of those interceptions, well, maybe maybe a little more than half, <laughs> but if you take away a lot of those interceptions, which I think he, you will take away, then he's close to be. He's playing like an elite quarterback, and you're getting him for really cheap. I'm all for it. I'm with you, Lo. Man, are we all going to buy Jameis Winston on this one? Uh, I think a lot of people sold on him, but there's just too much there. Yeah. And the only flaw in his game is the interceptions. Right, right. I'm, I'm going to go the turnovers, ahead. turnovers, yeah. The turnovers, right. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and buy two as well. He has too much working for him over there in New Orleans. He does have um, Drew Brees there to mentor him in case he needs any mentorship during the course of the season. He has Sean Payton there, the probably the best head coach he's ever had, an offensive genius there. You mentioned Michael Thomas also as well. Um, low, but the one key thing you guys did not mention Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Oh, that's gonna be fun. what's a quarterback's best friend? Running back, a good running back. Oh, offensive okay. line, or offensive line. They're yeah. both, they're both in the same category, right. right? If you have a good running game, you can do wonders as a quarterback. And this is going to be the best running game that Jameis Winston has ever had, obviously. Okay, so you look at that there, and it's not even let's throw in the fact that Taysom Hill is there as well. Okay, Taysom Hill is there. Sean Payne already let it be known that this is a quarterback competition, right? He let it be known that that's what it is. If that doesn't motivate Jameis Winston to go ahead and grab this starting role with the Northern Saints, nothing will. But I truly expect him to go ahead and overtake that, become the starting quarterback, and just grow. I've been waiting for Jameis Winston to grow for a very long time. Ever since he came out of college from Florida State, I thought, man, this guy has it. He has something there. I think he showed it a little bit in Tampa Bay last year. It was just like you mentioned, the interceptions. I think you're right, Chris. If he could just cut that in half, he will be a very, very effective quarterback there with the Saints. So I'm buying. I'm all in on Jameis Winston there with the Saints. I, I, I really I really am. What do, you, what do you think is 
a successful season for him as a Saint next year? Cutting all them turnovers in half. That'll be a success because he's going to get yards. That's not a problem. He has no issues getting yards. He has no issues doing t- throwing touchdowns. Just cut your – look, look. Ten interceptions max and two lost fumbles, that's all you get. That's all you get because he's going to throw for at least 4,500 yards. Mm-hmm. That's a success. I think they have to make the playoffs though, right? Don't you think they have to make the playoffs? Well, okay, I'm, I'm prefacing that by assuming they're at least going to be a play- in playoff contention. Okay, got you, got you. Right, right. I got you, I got you. I think I think if you yeah, were with the low, if he if he does all that, he gives you four to five hundred yards, which is a lot of yards. Um, but if he gives you that and twelve in uh twelve turnovers like Low mentioned combined, uh the, there's no question they'll be in the playoff picture. And if they're not, it wouldn't be his fault. No, I agree with you too. If they're not, uh, would it not be his fault? I think they'll find a way to make it his fault. Because James Wiss has been given a lot of opportunities to succeed in the NFL. So I do believe if for some reason they weren't able to make the playoffs and everybody else was still healthy, they would try to – because he's only on one-year contract. That's right. So if someone else was to come into the fold and want to take that position, I think they would actually look into it. But he he has all the twos there, there. He needs to utilize it and try to do what he can with that New Orleans Saints team. I, I'm buying now I, I will now I will say this. Let's keep in mind free agency is currently going on as we speak. And New Orleans has had to release a number of players because they were a hundred million dollars over the cap. Yes, yes, yes. So they, they released a lot of players. I think they've signed I think they made a couple of big signings though, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta go back and look. But so they're they're missing, you know, a lot of defensive pieces and uh I think a couple of old linemen. Um so there's some pieces that have left and hopefully they can replenish those pieces uh to still have, you know, a a a, a team. Um, that's capable of making the playoffs. Right. Yeah, it's the first time in the history of the podcast that we've all agreed on something. So we're all buying Jameis Winston. Okay. From one quarterback to three other quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, two of these quarterbacks are back with their with their former teams, and then one quarterback is in a new team. But I think all these quarterbacks are kind of in the same boat as far as they need to kind of produce this year. All right. So I want to ask you some questions about these quarterbacks and I want to see what you guys' answers are. So the first question I pose about these three quarterbacks is which quarterback is most likely to win a Super Bowl this year? Round well, easy, it's got to be Cam Newton. You look at what the Patriots no, oh, did. Oh, big surprise! Yeah. Big surprise coming from this can right my, Can I finish my point? <laughs> <laughs> you look at what the Patriots did this uh, off season. It's been brilliant. They have some of the players coming back. They have John Smith and Hunter Henry, the the double bookend tight ends that we know that uh, that offense, that Patriots style offense, they really like that. And with a guy like a Cam Newton, that's two extra guys blocking when he decides to run. You have a rejuvenated Cam Newton coming back after a very tough season. And then you have potentially they're going to bring in another running back as well. And then you have Nelson Aguilar there and you know J- Julian Edelman's there. So they have a rejuvenated playmakers as well. And they have a rebuilt offensive line all that means and and then on top of that you have a motivated bill belichick because he just saw he just saw tom brady win his super bowl so you know the patriots are going to be motivated they're going to be much better defensively i think cam newton's going to be a lot better out of those three quarterbacks i'm definitely taking cam newton Mm. 
I, I like those reasons, Chris. And just to kind of break it down, I'm, I'm not I'm not really satisfied with the with the receivers they brought in on any other team and on any other, on any other established team. The two receivers that they brought in would probably be second or third receivers, but you paid a lot of money to bring these two guys in. The tight ends, I'm very impressed. I like the tight ends that they brought in. They brought in some offensive linemen. Uh, they paid a lot of money for some offensive linemen uh, to bring them in. These are, they brought in some Pro Bowls as well, so you're going to give Cam Newton some protection. And then, just like you said, Chris, uh, they have had a lot. They have a lot of defensive players coming back um, You know, on that side, so that defense should be much better. So out of those three quarterbacks, I do see New England, but just for argument's sake, I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to go with the St. Louis. Uh, St. Boy, St. Louis. Dang, you went way back. St. Louis. You went way back. <laughs> the L.A. Rams. Right. I am very excited to see Matthew Stafford open it up. You've got two great receivers on that side. You already have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. And then the L.A. Rams have shown that they will not – they will empty out their pockets to make sure that they're bringing in players for that team to ensure that they win. L.A. is moving and running for a Super Bowl, so I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford as a quarterback that has to win this year. If I'm not mistaken, he's only really got two real years on that contract for the Rams, so he's only got two years to make it happen. Dak, he got paid a lot of money. He just got paid, so he's got four years to make it happen. But as far as I'm with you 100 percent with that. Exactly. So as far as who has to make it this year, Matthew Stafford, bro. Well, who's more likely to make it this year? Is it the question I posed? More than likely, I'm I'm a Matthew Stafford. I think I I do agree with Chris that it's Cam Newton. Say it one more time. I do agree with you, Chris, that it's gonna be Cam Newton. That there'll be if I had to pick anybody, I'm not gonna say one more time. But if anybody If anybody was going to go to the Super Bowl, it would definitely be Cam Newton. I think that you just put it you hit it right on the nail, Chris. The motivation is there. Not just by Cam Newton, but by Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, I've never seen New England go out and spend this much money in free agency. Ever. I'm shocked. <laughs> so, as there's a lot right there. Yeah. They're trying to make sure that they give Cam Newton all the pieces that he needs to go further in the playoffs. New England Patriots were 7-9 and nine last year. They had a great first half of the season. The second half of the season kind of faltered a little bit, and they were still able to finish 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. So looking at what Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has done in the past as far as gaining the Super Bowls, he's proved he can do that. Cam Newton has also been to Super Bowl as well, so I know that he can do that there. It was tough for me to make this decision because I do think that Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams team have a lot to prove also, and I think they, they can make the Super Bowl as well. So it was really close. They're a very close second. Dak... And the Cowboys just have to prove it for me. So that's why they weren't in the, in the equation in this question. All right. So the second question I pose is, which one of these quarterbacks will have the best statistical season? I'll start off there again. It's obviously here, Cam Newton. Oh, I'm my gonna, God. What a big surprise. No, what a big it's, surprise. It's really not all that surprising. If you look at what the Patriots did, um, Lowe brought up a good point with the last question. He said the, the the wide receivers that they brought in are really not number one or maybe even Nelson Aguilar is the number two. Right. But the thing with Cam Newton is throughout his entire career, you can argue other than Steve Smith, which is really his first season and a half, his best receiver was who? Calvin Benjamin. So he doesn't really need great wide receivers. What he needs are pass catching tight ends. And the Patriots has not brought just brought one. They brought two in John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. So that allows him to attack the middle of the field where he's at his strongest. And then you got to think his running numbers are going to be excellent. So when you ask the question statistically, I think statistically, uh, Matthew Stafford is going to have the most yards, right? He's going to have the most yards. Uh, I don't think there's any question to that. But who's going to have the better overall season, I think, is going to be Cam Newton. This is very intriguing because these three quarterbacks – 
have proven they can have great statistical seasons. I think Matthew Stafford can easily throw for 5,000 yards. Right. Cam Newton, with all those weapons, I think because he rushes so much, I don't see a 5,000-yard a uh, thrower, but I do see something along the lines of 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns pro- passing, and probably another 12 rushing. And that, I mean, that'll be fantastic. That well, press- that's that he's an MVP. Yeah, that's MVP numbers right there, right? We can't forget, though. Last year, Dak Prescott's season was cut short. The guy was on pace to throw for a million touchdowns and a million yards. The year before that, the guy almost literally, t- yeah, literally. <laughs> and the guy before that, the guy came second to none other than Jameis Winston, throwing for almost five thousand yards and over thirty touchdowns. And he does not turn the ball over. Well, except for the except for the fumbles. So, who's more 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 likely in terms of six and MVP? I'd say that competition. Man, it, it is tough. I'm just really, statistical. This is let's keep because we're going to go to those other subjects right, later right, right. on. Yeah, I, man, that 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 is tough. I'm really intrigued by Cam Newton and all those weapons and what he can do. But I'm actually going to lean towards my guy, Dak Prescott, because okay. of what he's shown over the last two years. Granted, last year was cut short. All those weapons. We all know Dallas is going to move the football as long as Dak Prescott is there. He's got three thousand yard receivers already. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, and hopefully, you've got a, 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 an offensive line. But Without that being said, those first five games, our offensive line or the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was already in shambles and the guy was still throwing at historical numbers. So I'm going to go with that Prescott on this one. Man, I'm going to agree with you on this one, Lo. Um, if you, you you play daily fantasy football, right, uh, Chris? And you always know that it's a, not always just about who's the best player, but the matchups and who has the worst defenses, right? The Dallas Cowboys defense is not that good. And you can say out of those two they're defenses, terrible. let's just say like they're they're terrible. They're terrible. They're, they're, it's funky. It stinks. It is disgusting. Right. And so that's going to give Dak Prescott more opportunities to go on the football field <laughs> and produce. And when you look at also what Dak Prescott has, who has the best running back out of those three that we named? This is Ezekiel Elliott. Who has the best number one wide right receiver out of those quarterbacks? Amari Cooper. So I am saying. I'm, no, I don't know I'm, about that. I'm, but oh, who, who's better? Know. Who's better than Amari Cooper? Oh, Cooper Cup is better. I mean, he, than Amari he, he, well, I, mean, I think it's arguable. Uh, they're, they're, I think it's I, arguable. I, I think that is arguable, and that's really close. And yeah. then Woods over there, he's he is no no, he, he's no slouch. He's no better than Amari no, Cooper. That, that, right. That's true. That's true too. But I'm just saying that the combination of having that wide receiver and that running back gives Dak Prescott an advantage. And before he got hurt, he was really up there as far as yards gained. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be. Um, Dak Prescott on this one, and it, I, I think it's really a toss-up between all three because they all three can really have good statistical seasons. Honestly, all right. So the next question I pose: Which quarterback is most likely to be benched? Well, to answer the question, it, it, I, I don't think anything would get benched, but most likely, uh, I, we can tell you right now, Dak Prescott ain't getting benched. He'd have to be absolutely terrible to get benched after what they paid him. Same thing for Matthew Stafford. He'd have to be so bad, so atrocious (laughs) that they bench him. So this one has to be Cam Newton because basically you're looking at those other two teams with the L.A. Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. If they bench their guys, that means they're admitting that everything they did this offseason was not just a failure, but a colossal failure. For the Patriots, it's it's not necessarily a failure to bench uh, a, a Cam Newton, so it's got to be Cam Newton. No, I, I, I agree with you, and really and truly, you just have to follow the money on this one. I mean, you have a brand new contract with Dak. You're still paying Matthew Stafford somewhere around twenty-seven to thirty million dollars for two years. Cam Newton's only getting paid guaranteed, fully guaranteed, 
five or six million dollars. Um, and the rest of the money is $14 million total, but the rest of the money is tied to different incentives for playoffs, um, downs played, games played, and health and all those kind of things. So you just got to follow the money on this. So this doesn't preclude the New England Patriots from finding or drafting a quarterback or even signing another one. I believe they're going to sign another one. So in that case, if things get kind of shaky, you might have a situation where he does get benched. So you're absolutely right, Chris. Yeah, I think this will be a clean sweep on this one. I'll go ahead and say it'll probably be Cam Newton. Um, just because, like you mentioned, Lo, the, the money, <laughs> the money issue. Uh, Dak Prescott and uh, Matthew Stafford did sign for a significant amount for multiple years. And I, if mis- correct me if I'm mistaken, Cam Newton is just a one-year contract. So there's a lot more pressure on Cam Newton to perform this year. And so with that, I think that the, the leash will be shorter on his end as well. Uh, and, you know, we did see him get hurt. Last year also, um, of course, we saw Dak get hurt with a horrific injury. But I think that, you know, the way Cam Newton plays and the way they're going to utilize him will also open him up to more hits and, and be more prone to injury. So if there's anyone who's more likely to get benched, it would be him because of these these multiple reasons. All right. The last question I wanted to pose for you gentlemen, and some of you already kind of alluded to it. But which quarterback is most likely to be the most valuable player of the year? Cam Newton. Just because of everything he's gone through, we saw last year he battled through COVID. He had no weapons last year. Um, And to take a 7-9 team and make them a playoff team uh, after knowing that it, it was so questionable you know, how this relationship with Bill Belichick was going to work out. And the fact that he came back, I was very surprised. I'm happy that he came back. I was very surprised that, you know, Bill Belichick brought him back. Um, if if they somehow make the playoffs and, and he has a great statistical season and, uh, you know, he stays healthy and all of that, I mean, I think that's e- he's easily, you know, he'll be easily be the MVP out of those, wow. out of those other guys. I'm going to have to say that most likely for me it would probably be Matthew Stafford. I can see him going to L.A., the big lights and everything over there with the Rams having a a really good season. And, you know, everybody is always – not everybody, but the question has always been, well, he's a good quarterback. He's just in a bad situation. So if he were able to go to this team because what this team needed was a change in quarterback. Okay, so what does that mean? That he was very valuable to that team if he were able to be successful and lead them into a playoffs. I, I see the Patriots being good as well, but I don't see it being a formula where it's just all on Cam Newton. They're going to be good because they're going to have that good defense. They're going to have that good running game. They're going to have that good scheme put together. On the other side with the, the Rams, I think the the narrative would be more so, oh, look what Matthew Stafford's doing over there. He's finally getting his kudos because he's over there with the Rams and he's playing well with the Rams. So that's what I see, and that's why I think he would be more than likely, the most likely out of the three to be the MVP. Yeah, it's it's Cam. We can move on. That's obvious. He just he Not just sure he, he, serious he, to talk he, about here. He, he named Cam for every single one of them. He, he How what what surprise? Hey, switch it up. What a, a surprise. Bit, I mean, the way I look at it is when I think about these three players, um, I think about the amount of pressure that they all have, right? And that's kind kind of how I determine the MVP. I don't think the, the, there certainly is pressure on Dak Prescott because he got that contract, but low hit it on the head. He has some years. You know, the pressure is not mounting quickly. But for Matthew Stafford and Cam Newton, there's immediate pressure because of the expectations, particularly Matthew Stafford. And if I had to pick a player to 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 exceed those expectations, I'm picking Cam Newton because last time I checked, Matthew Stafford hasn't won a playoff game. 
right? So that's that's this kind of that's kind of my line of thinking of picking Cam Newton for the MVP because there is pressure, but I think he can handle it. I think you bring up a good point. I think that's going to kind of go into Matthew Stafford's favor if they see him in a situation that he hasn't been in before, because then it will kind of show his worth to that team. When's the last time that Matthew Stafford's been in the playoffs? Well, it's, it's 2014, and it was put out by the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And that and, and that was a really good Lions team in 2014. Um, and it, there was an arguable, you know, pass interference call that gave, I think, gave the Cowboys an additional possession or something like that. They ended up losing. But that was a really good uh, Lions team. He played very well that game as well. So, um, so I've seen firsthand how he can play. Now, it's been a number of years. It's been six or seven years since, since he's been there. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Um, so I, I can really see from a change of scenery how he can be a likely MVP. But I, I think so much happened. There was so much drama and so much was stacked against Cam Newton's favor last year that if he turns it around, if that organization turns it around this year, I think there's just so much more, you know, the fact that you turn it around, all of those things will go in his favor, um, you know, to be an MVP. So you're, you're picking, you said Cam Newton, right? Uh, Cam Newton, yeah. Yeah, well. I guess we can agree or disagree on this one. I, we haven't really said much about Dak Prescott, though, right? But um, as far as the MVP race is concerned, I, d- I do think that um, just him not being as successful, you just mentioned he hasn't been to the playoffs in six or seven years. Once or if they were able to make a run to the playoffs and he was the one leading that charge, I think it, it will help him more than if Cam Newton was doing it because they've seen Cam Newton in the playoffs. Cam Newton has been an MVP already in this league, right? So, but, you know. Either or could be either war of them. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what these three quarterbacks are able to do next season uh, for their for their team. So, all right, very good stuff, gentlemen. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website as well and subscribe there. Newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U, channelsports.net. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV as well. You can do that. Also, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Me and Chris have some solo, you know, kind of takes that we have there as well. Just check us out anywhere. This has been O-N-Y, Big Low, and Chris. We are out. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.